0: Welcome to the Dungeons & Dragons podcast. My name is Greg Tito, and I have a sore throat.
1: <laughs> my name is Shelley Massanova, and I also have a sore throat. <whistles> 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 well,
0: this is going to be a fun
1: podcast.
0: We're not going to talk the whole time. Yeah. We'll just let our guests host it for us. And
1: we'll s- smile and nod, because it's yeah. a podcast. They can see us. Mm-hmm. They can feel our energy.
0: That's right. It's exuding oh out of goodness. our eyeballs.
1: Yeah. Woo! All right. Well, you have lined up some exciting guests for us today.
0: I have. We get to talk to two amazing people who are uh, starting a new show on Misclicks.
1: Oh. Yes.
0: Uh, It's called Misclicks Prophecy.
1: Love it. Yes. Sold.
0: And we're going to talk to the dungeon master, Naja Otikor, uh, and uh, Jess Timmons, who is going to be a player in that. So we'll see what that's all about. I can't wait. Uh, But in the meantime, uh, I got a few housekeeping type things. Dungeons and Dragons has a book out. It's called Curse of Strahd. Whoa. There's people go, in it. You
1: Dungeons and Dragons. There's
0: vampires in it.
1: There's ravens.
0: There's Vistani. What else is in it? Taroka. There's, a, there's the Taroka deck. That's Taroka awesome, deck. right? You can go to our uh, Twitter account, uh, at wizards underscore D&D, and, uh, get your Taroka reading from Madam Ava. She's still doing that, and it, it is amazing. The astrology signs that she's telling me
1: I know. Yeah. I I am living my entire life right now based on what Madam Eva tells me. Right.
0: She's like, do not go into that house because there's where ravens there. Right. And you're like, all so right. So
1: like, well, I'm not going. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for that. Thanks. Because I would have otherwise. Yeah. I
0: mean, it is my house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I live there
1: and all my stuff's all in there. So
0: now I live under the bridge but, and uh, yeah. all because of Madam Ava.
1: Yeah. She's really good.
0: Next time on Twitter, she's going to be like, watch out for the bridge. And you're like, oh.
1: She's gonna be like, go home. (laughs) What's wrong with you? (laughs) You have a perfectly good house.
0: When did she turn into uh, a Jewish grandmother?
1: Oh, I don't. Miss Cleo? I don't know. That was a little Miss Cleo. Cleo?
0: I do remember Miss Cleo. Yeah. Shout out to Miss Cleo. Did you
1: know know about John File's secret past job, right?
0: He was a Miss Cleo. He was
1: a Miss Cleo. John File is a member of our team. Um, and he worked as a telephone psychic. And I still think that's one of the most fascinating past jobs
0: ever. He has said like three things since I've seen him that have come true. So Whoa. maybe he is psychic. Ooh. Of course, one of them was like, you're going to really fit in here. And I was like, <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's amazing.
0: He knew it. He knew it. he's very <laughs> impressive. <laughs>
1: He doesn't say that to everyone.
0: No, know. he doesn't. No, it, no, he holds that close to I the chest. Why. I wonder why he said Well, that. because he didn't have the feeling. He didn't know he if didn't, it was going to be true. Or not. He didn't have the feeling. <laughs> He had it with you. That was like the oddest, humble brag that I've ever been able to accomplish on the podcast. Oh, you think
1: that's actually a good thing that you fit in here? (laughs) (laughs) You're you're bragging about that?
0: Oh, you think, oh, I'm Uh, getting the uh, other turn on it, right? That he's like, you're a psycho, just like that we all are. We're all mad here. You you found your family. That's what it was. All right, that makes much more sense now. Yeah. Well, if you uh, would like to hear more about uh, the D&D team's madness and Greg's
1: uh, humble brags. And my,
0: my humble brags about fitting in with these loons. Uh, <laughs> you can please give us a rating uh, and uh, write a review on iTunes uh, about this very podcast. Let us know what you think. Give us uh, good constructive feedback, and we will try our darndest to make it all come I true. always
1: cringe when you say, give us a review. And I'm
0: like, oh. Yeah, well, mostly no. I just want to know what you think about Shelly.
1: No. No. <laughs> No, please. Tell me
0: everything you want to please know. Please don't, okay. or just
1: email him directly. Don't put that stuff in public where my mom could possibly see it. Don't put it in public
0: <laughs> where your mom could see it. You should uh, also message me at uh, on Twitter. I'm at Greg Tito. You can tell me private things about Shelly. <laughs> she won't characters. know about them. But if you want, if Shelly wants, you want to receive things about me, where can they yes, find you? Yes, I'm um,
1: at Shelly Moo, and you can tell me things about Greg.
0: Where did the Shelly Moo come from? Have I ever asked you that?
1: No. Um...
0: It's like a cow involved.
1: Yeah, my my nickname, my mom calls me Moo Moo. Oh. And so I just it just became.
0: That makes sense. Shelly Moo. Shelly Moo. Mm-hmm. All right. You
1: know when you're like under pressure to think of a good handle and you kind of don't think like you're gonna have it forever. That's yeah. how my email, my Yahoo email, 20 years ago I was in a fantasy baseball league and they're like, you need a Yahoo email address. I'm like, ah, like right now, and I ended up with a ridiculous. Email, that's still my email. And pe- like, people are always asking me, like, w- can we email you? I'm like, oh, I hate admitting it. <laughs> yeah. So how
0: did you do in that fantasy baseball this season? Oh, yeah. Really Not well. good. Yeah.
1: No, I it wasn't. I, I did all right. The first couple of seasons, I did all right. And that's then, good. And then I just.
0: I think I had a few seasons like that, too, where you're like, ah, I'm in the middle of the pack. and a then a lot of
1: work. It's a lot of work. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I like. I like fantasy, right? And I like baseball, right? And I thought putting the two together would yeah, be would tons be of fun. Good. Yeah,
1: it's hard because games are throughout the week, Mm-hmm. and like we're like football. It's totally they're different only, than they're only on. Sunday, so you yeah. kind of know when you have to update your roster. And, and it's like a weekend ritual of like only yep. doing on Saturday. But baseball, and you have to every day. I would like turn day. on the TV and I'm like, wow, I didn't know they were playing tonight. Oh, my team no. is screwed and that up. pitcher.
0: You always have the wrong pitcher. Always, yeah, you know wrong... uh, yeah, exactly. Always. All right, so you feel you feel my pain.
1: I feel your pain. So yeah. I think that some things are just better just to be a spectator.
0: Just to be a spectator, yeah. which uh, luckily enough, that's a great segue into our guests. Whoa! So we should talk to them mm-hmm. about uh, their playing of D and D as uh, uh, an audience participation yes. spectator. I don't want to say spectator sport because it's really not. It's just you're you're spectating. You are. You're watching. You're are funny. you not entertained?
1: Yes, I am. I am.
0: You are. Yes. All right. Well, let's get them on the horn. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much uh, for joining us. We are excited to talk to uh, Naja Otikor. That's right, right?
2: Yes. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> There's
0: always that pause of like, did I do it right? Did I do it right? Uh, who's going to be DMing a new show for Miss Clicks? Uh, and also Jess Timmons will be playing in that show. Is that correct?
2: Yay, yes. Yeah, we're very
0: excited. <laughs> um, so, yeah, usually we like to start t- asking people um, what their history with, with Dungeons & Dragons is, when you started playing, what kind of... You know, characters were the first ones you gravitated to. who was the, uh, the 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 crazy cousin or uncle or brother or just do- aunt or <laughs> who did this to or you, mother? <laughs> uh, who, who did this to you exactly? Who who bestowed who responsible? you? Responsible. So yeah, uh, Naj, why don't we start with you? Where where did you first uh, learn about D and D?
3: Oh boy, so my story is going to be kind of backwards, but <laughs> here we go. Um, so I actually got to d via Twitch TV. Um, I so watched, fairly
0: recently then.
3: Yeah. Um, so I, if I seem kind of awestruck by even being here, that would be why. Um, <laughs> oh. I'm very new to this. You have no um, idea. <laughs> but um, I w- watched a lot of uh, Hearthstone play on Twitch in my downtime. And one of my favorite players, Trump, was invited to play on the West Marches. Mm -hmm. which is a sandbox uh, 5th edition D&D campaign on JP's Twitch channel. And I was a big enough fan. I was like, okay, what's this? I guess I'll check it out. Whatever. It's probably cool. And then I watched (laughs) it. I was like, oh my god, this is the best thing I've ever seen. How can I do this? Where do I get it? I want to do this, like, right now. Um, And so I googled D&D Chicago. (laughs) Found a meetup group uh, that met at a local bar.
1: Love it already.
3: And I showed up, and I was like, hey, I saw this on the internet. I have my book. I don't know what I'm doing. Let's play D&D. Um, and and so I, <laughs> I, hope,
1: I hope they were welcoming to that.
3: Oh, yeah. Right? Um, it was definitely a group that was, they were playing, um, I want to say, Princes of the Apocalypse had just come out. Okay, And so they were playing through those adventures, um, Pardon my terminology if it's off, but I just kind of jumped in the deep end, essentially. Uh, Made a half orc monk. Oh, cool. uh, So that I could punch everything and not have to deal with spells. (laughs) 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 Because I read over it and I was like, "Eh, I'm going to be a melee character. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's fun. Yeah, so I did that for a while. From there, I got into a Twitch community called the Math Squad, uh, which is centered around Adam Koble's stream. Um, Adam Koble being the person that wrote Dungeon World. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of tabletop enthusiasts there. And that's where I got a lot of exposure to different types of systems and first got interested in GMing myself. That's so cool. So
1: up until the watching the D stream on twitch what was your your perception of what dnd was and how how did it how was it different from what you saw if it was
3: um i probably had the same sort of misconceptions that a lot of people have about it like i saw people sitting around the table and they were taking copious notes on paper um that had all of these boxes and fields on it <laughs> yeah um and there were some dice. It was it was like watching people do taxes with dice. <laughs>
1: that, and that is one of the best descriptions I've
3: ever.
0: Heard. <laughs> There's a lot of accounting that goes into it. Uh,
3: taxes with and dice. So uh, it's just like, how, how are you playing D&D on Twitch? I have to see this. Um, but when I saw it, I was really caught by um, the narrative and the, the enthusiasm of the players. That particular episode, I happened to catch a um, dwarf cleric who... Whose main goal was to be legendary decided to challenge an owlbear solo, oh. and got torn to shreds. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the player was just super into it, and everybody else is like, "This, this was not the plan for dealing with this." He's like, "No, I can do it," and I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is better than television. I want to <sighs> do this. That's <laughs> great. awesome. Highly entertained."
1: Well, he was a legend then. He inspired you, yes, in his own yep. way.
3: Um, And I actually got to meet that player at uh, the inaugural TwitchCon. And he's an awesome guy. Shout out to Zeke, Ezekiel III.
0: Uh, (laughs) For inspiring you with his challenge. Yes.
3: Yes, he was whole hog fully in character, you know, shouting into his mic like, "I can do it." And I was just like, "Wow. <laughs> Nobody acts like this when they do their taxes." I mean, maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: it shattered all of your misconceptions that you had, yes, yeah. Yes. Like this isn't accounting at all. No.
3: <laughs> it's way more fun.
1: Although <laughs> yeah. accounting with dice is actually kind of
0: cool. Yeah, I mean, if you like accounting. <laughs>
1: yeah. Or dice
3: rolling. Really. Or disrespect to, to accountants, you know. Right.
0: So, uh, Jess, what about you? Where, when did you uh, uh, start your your travels into the world of Dungeons and Dragons?
2: Well, I I have to say, Naja, I cannot believe how <laughs> intertwined our destinies are. It's like kind of crazy. This is this is the first time we've heard each other speak, by the way. So that's no,
3: no way, really. Like, yeah, i like, I watched Internet. a lot of Jess's Burning Wheel campaign, so I've heard Jess talk a lot, but. <laughs>
0: But now you guys get the, this is like your first story meeting before yeah. you know your character. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Nice. But, um, it's, it's like, it's eerily similar. I also started getting into D and D when I saw it, me JP's stream his, his like original role play, solemn OG role play stream. This is like, I don't know, four or five years ago now.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm not really sure. Um, and I actually only started watching that because at the time I was already familiar with uh, Jeff Robinson in control. He's a StarCraft caster and previous player. And Jen, Live in Pink, is also in that cast. And she was streaming StarCraft Terran back then. Right. And I was like watching her stream and like learning how to play Terran at the time. So they started this campaign i was like oh that's that's cool i guess i'll watch that and it just it kind of threw me for a loop because it was this whole new form of entertainment like people people were watching dungeons and dragons and really getting into this storytelling like tuning mm-hmm. in to hear this story and like you know communicate with the cast through chat and it, i don't know i just kind of fell in love with it and then after that Shortly after that, Miss Clicks started up their first pirate edition, which I think was like 2E. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I watched that and I was like, oh, wow, there's there's a bunch of women that like to play this. That's cool. You know, like that was, that was a point of reference that was something that I had never really been exposed to before. And I got really into that community. And from there, the, the cast of Miss Clicks started talking to me and i eventually got myself somehow magically got myself into one of their one-off shows which was dungeon world with adam coble so adam's my buddy too
1: okay.
2: <laughs> i know it's crazy and that's that's kind of it that's the rest is history that's I've so been cool playing I, little I, games ever since
0: i love that uh this the kind of crest of the wave of, of Twitch uh, or, or yeah. just even not even just Twitch but like of people playing um Dungeons and Dragons for an audience uh, has really only started in like the last five or six years. I, and I remember know. hearing yeah. about. I, I don't remember. I didn't remember his name or his handle, but I do remember about like. Oh, there's this Starcraft player who is doing this D and D thing. I remember being like, yes. What <laughs> on Twitch? That doesn't yeah. make any sense. But and then I'm and and people were like, No, but it's great and it's it's introducing it to all these new people, and uh, it's it's I it's amazing that it's steamrolled from there and that you guys yeah. were. At that part of it, you know, at the early part of it, and we're inspired, and now, you know, four or five years later, you're creating and starting your own things, and that's just I think it's so cool that, like, the people who are going to be watching, you know, you guys play will do that four or five yeah. years later, and it's- You're
1: going to have that same effect on, on people who are watching your games.
0: It's so cool. I
1: know. Well, that's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you're basically no like- No pressure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You better inspire people. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's fun to really watch. I mean, cause we talk a lot about, uh, uh how, how video streaming has kind of changed the way people perceive Dungeons and Dragons. And you guys are like the, you know, the actual thesis statement for that.
1: Right. Right.
0: Awesome. All right. So Naja, the, you're, you're jumping into DMing for the first time.
3: Yeah. Wait, this is your first time and you're doing it on Twitch. Um, it's my first time with 5e. Um, and I, I'm doing it on Twitch. Wow. <laughs> that's amazing. Gonna, that's very brave. Jump out on stage. and Good for you. <laughs> hey. Just
0: throw some jazz hands up. That's what I like to do. Yeah. When like, all know, spells, jazz hands. <laughs> I, I did some
3: dancing in college and you, you fake it till you make it. That's right. <laughs> that's they tell you. <laughs>
0: so uh, so what's the new show uh, uh, going to be about? What's, what's, what's the whole premise?
3: So uh, Miss Click's Prophecy. Is going to be um, about a. It's a. I mean, it's a fantasy setting, and it's about kind of a proto-apocalyptic setting. Um, Like something has gone terribly wrong in the natural order of things, Um, and the like. The society is just starting to realize and beginning to investigate, Um, and what the central figure of this world is going to be um, a goddess known as Avanth, mm-hmm. who's kind of a phoenix uh, figure and every millennia or so she is reborn and kind of reinfuses infuses this burst of energy into the natural cycle of the world. And for whatever reason, no spoilers, <laughs> uh, that, that hasn't happened or it's been delayed. And it's starting to take its toll on um, nature on things like birth rate in the population um so like the population is getting older um not as much food is being grown the seasons are slowing down um and kind of the the figures that are in charge like the kings and queens of of the space are worried that they're going to descend into this kind of endless winter state
0: wow all right, now I'm, I want to yeah. jump in. <laughs> I know, right? right. Yeah. That,
3: that's
1: what I came up with. <laughs> Just a little something I came up with.
0: Yeah, that is so cool. I, I actually I, I have like four or five uh, uh, character threads. Now I want to be like, ooh, I want to be that guy and talk to that <laughs> person. And, ooh, that's cool. Um, so what time, do you guys know what uh, uh, time of day it's going it to be doing on, on the Twitches?
3: Uh, the time slot is Wednesday evenings at 6 p.m. Pacific. Um, we haven't set a premiere date date yet, but we should be announcing something within a, like a week or two, maybe three. Uh, uh,
0: of now. Okay. So when this, yeah. when this podcast airs, you, uh, you guys should be able to go check it out. So m- miss com will we'll ah, have that. I'm sure. Right.
3: Yes. People in the future. Please come watch. people. <laughs>
0: I feel like I have to say that every single time now about, about to the time travel of the podcast. I
3: know. But those of you at
0: home are probably like, oh, God, he's talking about the stupid oh, time travel get again. the time travel. But we are like quantum magicians. I know. We really are. That's amazing. We exist in two times at once. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. So uh, so, what was it? I mean, you talked a little bit about uh, how you had played, I guess you had played Dungeon World as a, as a GM mm-hmm. before, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so what was it like uh, uh, taking that first Plunge into uh uh Dungeon Mastering, but then also uh what's it like doing that for five E?
3: Right. So uh the first game I ever GM'd was actually Apocalypse World. Okay. Um, which Dungeon World is based off of, of course. I did GM Dungeon World I think immediately after. Um, but I was so I was playing D D five E in a bar, um, and the the slot for that actually was also six PM on Wednesday nights. <laughs> Now that I think about it, it's pretty weird. Um, but I had to get off of work, hurry across town, play for about four hours. And then it was an hour trip back to where I lived, go to sleep, wake up, go to work the next day. And finally, I was like, I, I like playing at this bar and I like these people, but this, this commute is a lot. Mm. Um, and it's not working with my schedule. I have a full-time job and these people on Twitch play online. I I can play online Um, and then it was kind of an issue issue of finding a time that worked for my schedule um, and people that I like to play with and finally I was like because I've uh, I've played MMOs before and I typically tend to fall into the role of raid leader
0: Mm -hmm.
3: um, for very much the same reason finally I was like you know if I want to play these systems with these sorts of people at this time you gotta do it I'm just going to run it myself. Whatever. You know? Nice. <laughs> like, YOLO, true. let's do it. What's Yo- <laughs> the one second second half? <laughs>
0: Famous
3: last words.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's how all DMs are born. Like, I can do this myself.
3: Yeah, like, whatever. Fine. Um, <laughs> so I, I picked Apocalypse World as my first uh, go at it because I, one, didn't have to study a lot of lore. Um, All of the lore is made up at the table with the players. And there's very explicit rules for how to run the game. And I was like, cool. GMing 101. Right. I can do this. Easy. Um, And so from there, and that that went tolerable. That went reasonably well. My players uh, would probably say it was a fun campaign. But me being the GM and being the self-critical person I am, it, it went all right. Um, and so from there, I went to Dungeon World. I picked up uh, Stars Without Number, um, and I picked up Burning Wheel. And so I've jammed all of those systems now. And now I'm turning to 5e, and I have um, like I have some sort of experience in getting player buy-in into the world. Uh, One of the things I'm planning to do when we sit down and do our character creation for Prophecy is talk to the players, talk about their characters, where they're from, give them agency to just make up things in this world that still has a lot of blank spaces in it Mm -hmm. for them to fill um, so that the players are engaged, um, leave space for fans to come up with kooky ideas and, and, you know, fill in more of these gaps so that I don't have to create this whole backstory out of whole cloth. Um, and am able to pull the fans and the players into the creative process. Um, so I think five E is going to be a good kind of broader framework for me to sort of flex that, that skill and bringing other people into my creative process. Are you
0: guys thinking about, uh, Broadcasting that character creation session.
3: Um, We're thinking we're going to record it and maybe put it up on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the one of the challenges of playing online is that uh, it's much easier to fill out a form on paper than to um, figure it out in a digital space and knowing how to work with Roll Twenty. Um, And learning that kind of software platform is something that we don't want to uh, necessarily slow the stream down with. Right.
0: You don't want that to be like, here's my tech support show, followed by some (laughs) D&D.
3: And Roll20 is a wonderful platform, and it's going to speed up a lot of um, the dice and the modifiers once we get into it. Mm -hmm. But that kind of initial introduction can be a bit rocky. Yeah. Um, and our time slot is actually only two hours, which is very short for role play session. So we're just gonna jump into it for the live broadcast. But we might put the character creation up on YouTube.
0: Nice, that yeah, makes sense. It
3: sounds
1: interesting the way that you're going about it. So I would be curious to hear it. Me too. Yep. <laughs> so Jess,
0: are you uh, are you excited to jump in and, and and learn about the about this world?
2: Oh my God, yeah, I'm so excited. I mean, Naja is like. She's an awesome writer, first of all. Like she put a little synopsis of the lore of the world into our Slack, and I was like, oh Dag, that sounds so cool. I've I've been like turning over what kind of character I wanna be for like months now. I, I can't wait.
0: Nice. So, What's a uh, Yeah, what, what is it? Yeah, what are your candidates <laughs> Well like, yeah. get into it. Yeah, we're this is the first session. Tell us about
3: your character. We'll just do uh, the
0: character creation session now so you guys don't have to do it later.
3: Yeah. I mean yeah, I mean I'm, I'm taking yeah, notes. sure. <laughs> you guys
2: wanna be guests? Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
2: um Tiefling. Ooh, oh, okay. T- tiefling monk. Oh, very
0: interesting.
2: I, I basically like I wanna be, you know, if Hellboy was a firebender
0: Oh, I like that idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like a separated from, from like an orphaned tiefling.
2: Well, I like, I like the idea that the, the tiefling race thing can play into why I wanted to distance myself from greater society. You know, it's like, it's ultimately like I, I am what I am. You have a problem with it. I brush it off because my studies have taught me that stuff like that doesn't matter and, Mm. I have cool key powers, so <laughs> eat my shorts, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or or my horns as the or case. Or my horns, yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: would you be the uh, the kind of tiefling that would uh, shave down his or her horns?
2: See, that's what I'm wondering. I haven't figured that out yet.
0: Yeah, because that's a that's a that's a bold choice.
2: I know. Well, and and as an artist, that played a lot into like, what am I gonna pick? Is she gonna look really cool? got to look really cool <laughs> and tieflings are just awesome looking and it's it's D D, you know so i wanted to be something that you can't be in any other game
0: right and you did the uh, you know speaking of, of character art and tieflings i uh the the all the character art for the nimmergeist show that you guys did that was all you correct
2: oh yeah <laughs> those yeah, look was...
0: amazing those tieflings look so cool
2: oh my god Thank you, Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> really awesome.
0: <laughs> I just love the way they looked. I mean, they—I felt like they were, uh, uh, you know, right out of, you know, my imagination.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Greg's imagination is a very interesting.
0: <laughs> it's a very interesting but place. Interesting. Life. See, even now like, I want to I'm be like. I'm googling right now. You know, here, make, take a, you know, uh, take those portraits and and those that character art within the shaved down horns. That's where I was like, oh my god, I want to see that.
1: Yeah. Now. So you right? would shave your horns. I think I, if I was a tiefling, <laughs> like,
0: well, if I was playing that specific, you know, kind of reformed tiefling idea, I think I would. I, th- I would love yeah. to play the one that was, you know.
2: I think it's I think it's ultimately going to come down to whether or not I, like whether I embrace my heritage or want to push it aside. Yeah. And I haven't figured that out yet.
0: Ooh, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to give this idea to Nadja. <laughs> <laughs> start out with the horns there. And then over the course of the game, uh, something yeah. happens and then you have to deal with that, whether it's a positive mm-hmm. or a negative thing. Oh, my God. That's amazing.
3: Yeah, I'm definitely like already in my mind. I'm like, oh, you're you're not sure whether you want to embrace your heritage. OK, let's make a note. <laughs> yep. yep. I up, can hope. Uh, like theme super. in the game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, this art.
0: Uh, yeah, that's I'm it. I'm
1: looking at your art right now. Oh, this is really cool, Jess.
3: Oh I'm a huge Jess art fan. Whoa. I'm so excited for her to do art for our show.
0: Are you, oh, so you going to do art for the show, this show too?
3: Yeah, definitely.
0: Sweet. Is it going to be that same uh, uh, style?
2: Yeah, it'll be similar. Oh, I, I love. I did it. those like a year ago, so it'll look a little bit different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah.
0: That is awesome. So, uh, is is this kind of tiefling character something that you've played a lot in the past, or do you think, uh, uh, you know, is that kind of like your wheelhouse, and do you like to play similar characters, or do you like to mix it up?
2: Uh, I, that, that's a good question, I
0: mean, because there's different kinds. I mean, some players who are like, I always play elf wizards. Are or you like, making fun of me? No, no, not at all, because I'm that way too. <laughs> but there are and there are some people who are like, I always, not even realizing it, they're like, I always gravitate towards, you know, yeah. paladins for whatever reason. Those are the ones that end up being in the parties that, that last or whatever. You know, those are the stories that I end up remembering and telling people stories about are, you know, these one specific archetype. Some people just are yeah, that way while yeah. some others are just like, I want to do everything different yep. and everything everything almost to a fault doing something different every single time. So
2: uh-huh.
0: I just w- which one are you?
2: I mean, I, I, I guess if I'm, I'm thinking about it now and I, I tend to gravitate toward creating characters that have a little bit of background about them that make them diverse in some way, like true to their self true to themselves because of that diversity like I in the past I've been like you know the grumpy dwarf that's mm. like kind of hilarious and people are a little bit slightly maybe kind of a little bit racist but you know <laughs> she doesn't care and I, I I guess I'm I guess I like characters that are are not human <laughs> I that are a little bit different and then like walk the line between like oh what are they gonna do who is this person what is their personality like
0: yeah yeah i like that too i'm Mm -hmm. definitely of the the, i
2: feel like it's
1: D &D and you should embrace that
0: yeah
2: yeah like i'm
1: i'm a human in real life you know right
0: (laughs) that's why you get the (laughs) gap. i
1: I don't know if it still is but for human was the most popular race yeah Uh uh-huh That people people chose human over everything else.
0: I know, which always seemed to to, that was true in like World of Warcraft too, and all those things. You're like, what? I don't understand. Like, there's so many. I don't know. I, 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 good. All four of us are in agreement that (laughs) the the demi-human races are the are the way to go because they're they're different.
2: And I like. I feel like I never really want to be like a like a beautiful, classy elf or anything like that. I'm always drawn toward the like like I said the like stocky dwarf or like. Yeah, you know, something something more fun and unusual. Yeah, I like playing those kinds of characters. So Makes total sense.
0: So Naja, uh, so you know, the, obviously the prep for this is a little bit different if you're, uh, uh, you know, everybody's going to be helping out with everything like that. But what uh, what what level? I mean, are, I mean, I've talked to DMs who have had like tomes of, of of notes at the ready, and then get frustrated when nothing, you know, this the things that happen <laughs> never actually get told. Uh, Uh, Yeah, uh, (laughs) that never happens to you, right?
3: (laughs) Oh my goodness! So, all the time, every time, um, (laughs) (laughs) no matter what I do, um, yeah. No, I've got. I actually just played a session of my Stars Without Number campaign last night, and I was like, okay, here, here are the rational actions, you know, that the players would make. And they split up and got into two separate firefights in two different rooms. And I'm just like, guys, guys. <laughs> oh, no. Really? Um, so I have to figure out how to run two simultaneous battles next week. But that's the kind of thing that GMs, um, that you, you have to have that kind of adaptability. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I have, I have, like, the first, I would say it's not an arc. It's kind of a mini arc. Maybe a tutorial arc would be a better way to put it. Like I have that set up the first place they get to, um, the immediate problem there, the dungeon they have to go to to solve that problem. Mm -hmm. That's mapped out. Um, and I have the, the monsters placed in it and I have all of that worked up in roll 20. And I have a a pretty good idea of where the story is going to end. Everything in the middle is just gray space question mark.
0: (laughs) We'll get there. Maybe (laughs)
3: we'll figure it out. Nice. Um, Uh, But yeah, like figuring out, like, I don't want to railroad them through a story, um, especially given that I am going to be taking so much player input into what even uh, exists in this world. I can't, I can't make that railroad track right now, even if I wanted to. Right. So I, I have a starting point and I have a pretty good idea of the ending point, but there's this kind of diamond shaped space Mm. In the middle, where they could—I don't—they could go in circles for four, five sessions, and, and like and they literally, will. just go from hex to hex, and just uh, let's go fight some wolves. I, I want to fight wolves. Okay, <laughs> sure, um, but you, I want to give them space to make options and choices, and what happens.
0: That's that's always the best best way because they're going to do it anyway. Because they're going to do it anyway, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yep.
3: Don't get too attached
1: to the yeah. story. Yeah, it's not going to yeah. play out that way.
0: Do you find, and this is uh, uh, something I've kind of just had an experience with, so uh, you know, bear with me here. But like, do you feel that like when people are doing stuff for uh, a video or an audio podcast, that they kind of, I guess, it all depends on the players and the party. But like, they kind of follow along on the hooks a little bit better. Uh, you know, like I know, maybe it's just a it's a player perception thing where people would be like, oh, okay, well, you know, this is for the show. We don't want to change whatever is, is the, the plan? Uh, or do you find I, that they go opposite way and be like, oh, screw this. We're going to really make you know, Nadja work here.
3: <laughs> so um, this will be my first time being streamed to a really big audience. Mm-hmm. Um, but my observation as a player and as, not as a player, sorry, as an audience member and as an audience member who has free access to ask the GM questions about you know what was that session like? Um, the players like I find that people's approach to role play does not change. Um, so if you have that chaos player that given the choice between right or left is going to start digging a hole they're just going to do that. Um, and that's something that you, you have to be ready for. Like okay you, you dig down into the ground and you find a secret tunnel underneath you and you can fall through. There's <laughs> 2d4 goblins looking at you very surprised what do you do like you just you just have to be ready for it yeah <laughs> um regardless and hopefully make it seem as though you weren't caught too terribly off guard um but that's what breaks are for like okay we're gonna take a quick commercial break and yeah. see what you're right and like i'm gonna go to the
0: bathroom and pretend like i know what i'm doing yeah, there's,
3: there's all this space behind the scenes for you to kind of scramble and cross things out in yeah. your notes and say, well, all of that that I prepped, that's not happening. Let's, let's see where this goes.
0: Nice. Do you ever find that people are like, you know, after a session where you felt like you were making all that stuff up, uh, come to you and be like, wow, I can't believe you planned that out that way.
3: Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> oh, but of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. That's what I had all along. <laughs> deploy the gm mystique yeah yeah. Bryce, yeah i knew that was gonna happen i was, <laughs> I was totally ready i have binders um,
0: i have binders of this uh encounters you know
3: yeah i've i've definitely overprepped before and had to throw it all out <laughs> yeah that, that was um, my I, fatal I, that's mistake. a formative experience i think for every gm that's something you just have to go through and then you're like oh okay <laughs>
0: yeah just go with it yeah
3: it totally yeah. backfires like, you mm-hmm. would
1: think, like, in real life, the more prepared for something, maybe the better it pans out. But yeah. not with dungeon mastering. No. You no. really just get yourself stuck. And you. I just, I found it very hard to recover. Because the players went in a direction. And that by direction, I mean, like, left. And I only knew what was going to happen
3: to the right.
1: And then I was like, oh, I don't know. It's, I give up.
3: <laughs> that was yeah. kind of my last There's And there's some attempt. good... Um, Sorry to start talking over no, here.
1: No, no, please. You have to. Um,
3: <laughs> but uh, one of the things I picked up from uh, running more Apocalypse World style games is turning that back on the players. Like, oh, okay. So you, you turn left instead and you run into an old friend of yours. Who is this person? Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, and now you've turned their own chaos back on them. And you have a moment to just take notes about this person and figure out what, what's going to happen pan out from this this um random choice that they've made that that's is the thing as a gm you not only have to contend with random dice you have random players right <laughs> yeah it's double layer who
0: choose to be <laughs> random sometimes are like mm-hmm. i'm yes. going to make this you know the thing that nobody is expecting well that's
1: you you're the instigator <laughs> that's
0: true i'm not necessarily the instigator we were we were talking about this before of of you know uh, uh always doing the crazy thing, I'm more of the like let's just keep the game the game moving, so sometimes that means doing the crazy thing, and sometimes that just means like, hey, let's pay attention, let's <laughs> stop talking about sports
3: <laughs> yeah yeah i I definitely think um I think as much as I'm seemingly harping on random randomness and player actions, I think it's important yeah. Um, yeah. to definitely shake things up and and have the unexpected. That's what makes D and D so rewarding to watch as compared to TV. When you sit down for an episode, literally no one knows what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. There's no script. There's no director. Right. Everybody sits down, player, GM, audience, and you're like, "Well, let's let's see where this goes." So do you? And I think any... that needs to be preserved.
1: Sorry, no. Cool. I just want to get you back no, go for on. you know when you talk to <laughs> <from> me. <laughs> I just got all excited. Um, but do you have nerves when you're playing on Twitch as opposed to like just playing in your home campaign? Is, do you play differently? Or, like, I don't know, the cameras, does that impact your DMing I your definitely
3: character? get nerves. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not sure that that's avoidable. <laughs> um, but as I've mentioned briefly before, I did dance in undergrad. And here the audience is there you're aware of them but you can't see them actually looking at you and i think that's very important for me yeah yeah yeah
0: what about you jess do do you feel the same way
2: oh definitely well my first couple games on misclicks i was like terrified because i had never i had never streamed before ever much less played a, a game where you have to constantly be paying attention and like thinking about your next move and evolving and figuring out how the game is going to go and it was so so stressful but now I just I don't even care I I turn on my camera I hang out with my buddies from all over the world and I play games and it's really awesome I think it's actually helped me in talking to people oh wow really I yeah I, I seriously like in all through school I had such a hard time giving presentations I would just get petrified and I, I really feel like being on stream has sort of forced me in a way to be able to think on my toes and be able to respond to people and I think I think that's a really cool side effect <laughs> that's really cool yeah yeah
0: some people go to Toastmasters but right you can should just be yeah. playing D&D stuff. right yeah so uh, Nadja when you you're, you mentioned you were uh, uh, from Chicago And the way you're approaching, uh, uh, maybe it's due to uh, uh, the background of the different games that you were playing, but it feels like a very improv comedy way of approaching uh, uh, storytelling.
3: Yeah. um, Yeah, definitely. I know uh, Jess was so kind to compliment me on my writing earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And when I was in high school, I used to write quite a bit, and I would always struggle like, I would do all this world building, and I had a really good idea of what my setting and characters were. But the plot, I was not terribly good at scripting a plot, mm. to be quite frank. And I'm still not. But now I have this all these collaborators. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and now, now we can all sit down, and if each player buys in, we can all craft a story that's interesting to all of us, and hopefully all of our audience um, and I find that, that that having other people buy into the setting that I've created and sort of mold their own individual and collective narratives in that space, like that's something that really works well for my creative style. So um, it's definitely kind of an improv comedy approach, kind of, and very improvisational um, overall. And I think that maybe is my best asset as a gm and why i've um been able to jump into it uh r- with what's with, with what seems like relative ease mm, mm. <laughs>
0: do you have any experience doing doing improv uh
3: no no, no? okay
0: <laughs> i wonder if it yeah it was just because of the uh the, the way oh, you, yeah, the you were talking about sort it of. yeah exactly i felt like there was there was there was this weird uh, chicago comedy connection <laughs>
3: Yeah, no. It maybe it, it's a Chicago thing. Maybe it's a Chicago thing, do. right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, um, it's like no, it, it's it's, pers-
0: it's in the the water of Lake Michigan. It's, uh,
3: <laughs> it could
1: <laughs> it could happen. Still, you well, don't know what, what this <clears throat> dungeon
3: mastering can lead to. <laughs> improv. <you> know, <laughs> that's
0: right. Yes. Yeah, I can, have
3: played with improv comedians before in my campaigns and they are, they're fantastic. You can definitely see them bringing that skill into yep. the role play space. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you guys have, yeah. uh, have uh, well, both played uh, a bunch of different RPGs. Uh, so what do you guys think about uh, the, you know, how the fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons and how that's, you know, it's, it's, it's place in, in, in all of the uh, uh, tabletop role playing and, and everything like that?
3: Uh, Jess, do you want to go first?
2: <laughs> okay. I um, just answered the question. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Fine. Uh, well, I mean, I I kind of touched on it before, but like, there's 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 this obvious pop culture force behind Dungeons and Dragons, right? Everybody's heard of it, and I think the game today, with the ability to stream it, like so many people do now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I meet people from all over the place from this game, like, I, I wouldn't know any of these guys if it weren't for games. And this new aspect where, you know, it's, it's not just the four or five people in the party, it's a whole community of people who are genuinely enjoying hearing a story and tuning in every week and getting into this discussion on, like, Reddit and Twitter. and That, that engagement makes the gameplay so much fun. And it becomes this this whole different thing. Like um, people on the Roll Twenty channel that I'm on, or the Miss Clicks channel, will jump into chat, and they'll just be like, "What the hell is this game?" And after watching it and engaging with our chat, they stick around, and hmm. like o- overwhelmingly, they're like, "Hey, that was fun. I, I liked that." And I think a lot of people are picking up the game now because of
0: that. That's exciting. Yeah, we've. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's something that's. Uh, yeah, as we were talking about earlier, it started. You guys were the the baseline. You were, were in on that that ground swell of 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 Twitch and video playing, and now you're sharing it and, and making it happen with 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 you know people who are just coming into it now. I just think that's awesome.
3: Yeah, it's really cool. Sweet. Um, yeah. So I will. I will now take my turn. Um. <laughs> go, <laughs> go for it. Uh, so a fifth edition, I think, I think, um, it definitely, it definitely carries that name recognition with it. Like Jess was saying, um, when you sit down to play D and D on Twitch, you get much less. What are these people doing? Why are they just sitting there? Like, well, you get the second question, but the first question is they're playing D and D most people in that kind of gaming space at least have some idea of what D and D is. Um, And I think fifth edition in particular is very different from the games I've played up to this point uh, where that were very narrative focused um, and didn't have much combat at all. Mm. And I'm excited to now turn to this system where um, the players have all of these different um, tools to take on you know, increasingly powerful monsters um, with increasingly complicated or cool um, skills and spells. And so that's kind of a new sort of setting quirk for me, like coming up with a dungeon. Mm. I was like, oh, I've I've never done this before. (laughs) What's in a dungeon? You know, monsters, traps, treasure, um, information for the quest they're on, like putting all of that stuff together and... Um, I can't wait till the players get in there and kind of getting that firsthand experience of how um, given two paths, they forge a third. Like, I, I want to see that in action and see how um, the tool set of each class is best used to tackle these obstacles. Like, I'm, I'm really interested in that sort of um, mechanical interplay, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, make
0: total sense because it sounds like uh, uh, with Dungeon World and Apocalypse World, like those are very, you know, story story games in a in a for lack of a better word. Um, so right, having that kind of I mean I think you know uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons ha- at least the fifth edition for me concentrates so much more on on story and and character uh, mm-hmm. than past editions might have. Uh, so it's 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 nice to have that balance now again where it's there's definitely. More more story in in baked into the the rules of the mechanics of, of Dungeons and Dragons that go now alongside with the 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 combat and the and the progression through the levels and all the powers and abilities and spells that that, that they get. So now I feel like uh yeah, right. The two of them together uh make it just that much more right accessible of a game than, yeah. than it yeah. ever was before.
3: Yeah, I definitely think that I can have that combat experience, but not to the exclusion of narrative. Exactly. Yeah. That I, I don't want to throw anything under the bus, but there are some games that are uh, very crunchy. Right. And and not at all interested in your, in who's uh, fighting these monsters. Just you know what modifiers they have. Mm-hmm. I feel like D and D is not that far on the scale um, to where I can't. Uh, also pull story out of my players and their characters.
0: Yeah, and I think even the, the, I mean, just going back again to the playing online towards an audience, like even that has drawn out so much more story and character because that's what the entertainment that people are used to doing. I mean, I think it gets, a little bit bogged down if people were like, well, I'm gonna move this person six squares and do this many, you know, (laughs) things. You can't see him that's It's like a lot less, yeah, right. That's a lot less fun to watch (laughs) than it would be to watch uh, two characters having a conversation.
2: Yeah, right. It forces you to be really descriptive in everything that you're doing because people are listening to what you're doing. They're, they can't actually see anything. No one can see anything. It's your imagination. Yeah. So be, because of that, it's it's pulling a lot of actual role-playing back into the space.
0: Yeah, B- without even, like, really... I mean, I guess it is kind of overt, but I know people who are playing are like, oh, I didn't even realize that we could do this. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. or, like, that there was this much character and, 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 and uh, uh, interaction between people. Uh, so it's, you know, people are being... um pleasantly surprised by all that yeah yeah oh
3: go ahead oh me no i wasn't going to say anything <laughs> <laughs> oh okay um then i will see you run my mouth fear not um but one thing one i can't remember who said it um but one thing i've heard is that uh computer games which a lot of this new audience is coming from yeah computer games tell you um what you can do and everything else is just not possible Mm -hmm. right tabletop games tell you what you can't do and you can do literally anything (laughs) right
0: right exactly and here's and here's the rules that you can use to to fudge it and make it work
3: yeah yeah it's like well you know you might be able to do it if you get 10 or better (laughs) let's roll the dice and see (laughs) yeah that's that's
0: that's the dm's job to make that make that crap up on the on the fly (laughs) you're like i actually have no idea what the rule is for that but let's say 10. we'll go with 10.
3: (laughs) Constitution check. Let's see if you have a hangover (laughs) (laughs) in the morning. Right.
0: They always do. (laughs) That's
1: how bad decisions get made. (laughs) That's why.
0: Before every one-night stand on The Bachelor, they roll a D20. (laughs) (laughs) What am I doing here? That Uh, would
1: make it even more interesting.
0: (laughs) Make it more interesting. (laughs) Absolutely. Let's do that. Shelly's been trying to pitch us the the, the D&D Bachelor show for about two months now.
1: Yeah, I've watched that. Right? See? We can make I, it I
0: would watch that. <laughs> I'm not <even> gonna watch. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get ready, uh, crunch the design on that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it work. Thank you guys so much uh, uh, for joining us to talk about uh, uh, Miss Click's prophecy. You said it was called, correct? Mm-hmm. I keep asking, I know, correct? It already,
1: it already sounds good. Yeah, prophecy. there's a prophecy <laughs> Thank involved. Thank you so much. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So. so some of this material might actually be really good on the DMs Guild.
0: Oh, that's a good call.
1: Right? Right, right? Yeah. Are you familiar with the DMs Guild? I have heard of it, but not uh, deeply familiar with it. Greg, tell her about the DMs Guild. All right. Uh, It is
0: (laughs) an online marketplace uh, designed uh, for uh, judge and masters like you guys to um, put up adventures or character backgrounds or or, uh, monsters or any kind of D&D material that you've created. Um, and distribute it to people using uh, the, you know, drive-through RPG marketplace. Um, and you can set your own price, so, you know, if you want to just get it out there and distribute it to as many people as possible, it can be uh, nothing or you can pay what you want or, you know, uh, uh, five bucks, two bucks, whatever you think is the right valuation for it. And, uh, and there's a rating system, so the best stuff kind of filters to the top and people get really excited about uh, uh, trying new things and digging in deep and it's been you know, it's only been since uh, January nineteenth is when we started it oh. this year. Oh wow! Cool. And there's already thousands of, of of pieces of material up there uh, that Dungeon Masters have put up, and it's it's just really exciting to see kind of the celebration of the creator. Yeah, uh, and how yeah. different everything yeah. is, and yeah, I love it. and you can use D and D setting for the first time. You can use the Forgotten Realms, uh, and so set your adventure in Waterdeep or in Baldur's Gate or or any of the areas of of Forgotten Realms, and use. You know, characters and stuff that people might recognize from from other Dungeons and Dragons stuff. So uh, you can also do kind of setting agnostic things, so things that are not necessarily uh, uh, in any specific setting. Uh, it's not necessarily a place for for, for to put all of your homebrew campaign stuff. But if you have an adventure that doesn't really matter where it is, that's a good place for it. But the really the focus is for Forgotten Mom stuff. So nice. check it out. It may it may I, I think people should check it out just for mining for ideas. You know. So
3: yeah, definitely, yeah, totally.
0: There's a lot of great great stuff up there. Cool. Well, jo- go check that out when you're doing that. Also check out uh, um, uh, misclicks, uh, your tw- the Twitch channel on Wednesdays at 6 p.m Pacific. Yes, yes. Nail it one. I didn't even take notes for that one. Research. <laughs> That's my DM brain remembering yeah,
2: stuff <laughs> right there. Yeah, really
0: nice alright well cool hopefully by the time this airs actually you guys will be, will be started up and running and uh, we'll already have the, the, the character creation episode on YouTube in the bag and uh, well this is the proto character creation thing so you can point people to us
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's right awesome we've helped
0: do you guys want to uh, pimp out where, uh, where you're on Twitter or any way uh, people can get in touch with you
3: sure uh, you can find me at on Twitter at Trist T-R-I-S-T underscore C H I. Um, I mostly tweet about eating, not eating, GMing, weird mm-hmm. things I see on Twitch. <laughs> so it's an oddball assortment, but if you want to follow me there. Love it. Please do. <laughs> I
2: am Silden everywhere on the internets. S Y L D E N N, uh, you know, everything. Twitter, uh, Instagram. Uh, Tumblr Steam Battle.net whatever it's all Silden and Friendster I, are you on Friendster? I'm <laughs> not on, oh man I'm, no I'm not no My s- MySpace
0: no MySpace either come on
2: <laughs> MySpace <laughs> LO you know
3: all that stuff <laughs> <that> City
0: stuff
2: <laughs> <laughs> Is My it got the rotating fire. rainbow font
0: uh, heck yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I, I also tweet about food I like food too we can. who doesn't tweet about food yeah. I
0: tweeted about food today I think
2: did you <gasps> awesome yeah uh, I, I tweet my art there and I'm a big Star Wars nerd so well,
1: yeah people should follow you just to see your awesome artwork it's beautiful Dad. guys true story and the food I'm kind of interested in the food
0: I want to see artwork food.
1: <laughs> can you draw pictures <laughs> of my food of if my tiefling describe it to you? tiefling yes. food with like <laughs> a fried
0: egg with horns coming out of it <laughs> <laughs> or not
1: depending on how you feel about your
0: horns (laughs) (laughs) right exactly how does yeah depending how does that tiefling egg feel uh (laughs) awesome thank you guys so much uh uh for for just talking to us about dundas Dragons. i could talk about it forever so it's nice to uh to have some like minds on the podcast
3: (laughs) thanks for having us our pleasure yeah it's fun all right we'll talk soon thank you
0: I really liked uh, talking to Naja and Jess. They were so cool. Very,
1: very interesting. Yeah. I like hearing their approach, Naja's approach to DMing and how she lets the characters or the players inform the story and I just, I don't know, I feel like people are having more, giving players more freedom and just having, I don't know, I've played with dungeon masters in the past that were kind of like my world. Yeah, you can gotta do it this way very you're in and very yeah. regimented. But this is my world, and that doesn't exist in my world. And you know that's that's fine. Yeah, but it just feels like dungeon masters are opening up, you know, peeking behind the curtain and letting you in and right. actually have some input into what you're going to see and play and. I just thought
0: And there's so many different sources of inspiration yes. for I mean, from Chris Perkins' and the in the Acquisitions Inc. to you know all real the, all world
1: th- You can do anything. Yeah. Anything can exist. I mean
0: The Bachelor is a huge inspiration it's, for it's us.
1: Obviously, you're gonna use The Bachelor. You you <laughs> joke about it, but you are gonna use it.
0: I feel like it's a go to.
1: Don't you shake your head at me, Ryan.
0: There was some there was some shaking. He yeah. He shook his head. He, that was SMH right there.
1: Oh, (laughs) Ryan's going to interview a bachelor, a former bachelor.
0: I know. I want him to ask about D&D to the (laughs) former bachelor.
1: We we will make a list of
0: questions. (laughs) Yeah, and we'll give it to him. Yes. All right, that sounds good. Uh, speaking of lists of questions, if you would like us to ask a certain number of questions to our future guests, you can write a review on iTunes and put that list of questions there, and we'll see it, and we'll ask the next guest, which we don't, know, you don't know what yeah. our next guest is. Just, That's why it'll be
1: fun. That'll be fun. Yeah, totally random questions.
0: Just throw some out there. We'll let you know. You can also uh, uh, throw them at me on Twitter at uh, Greg Tito and at uh, Shelly Mu, uh, which we said in the intro. But feel free, give us, give us, give us a hint. Um, a lot of our guests uh, have been coming to us uh, from Twitter, from recommendations yep. on Twitter, too. So feel free to jump in there and let us know if there's any uh, D&D creators out there doing yeah, stuff on the Dungeon Masters Guild or on Twitch. Yeah.
1: Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Dungeon Masters Guild. Exactly. Yeah. There's yeah. probably some rising stars there's there. There's
0: to- so many stars. Yeah. Speaking there's, of so many stars. There's a thousand so points do of Do you light.
1: Want to talk about you know, the review thing? <laughs>
0: We, we we mentioned in the intro, oh, but you, always, you should give us at least 400 stars. Right. Uh, split up over several. Take
1: all the stars.
0: So 400 stars divided by five, math. Yeah. You guys do the math yeah. and you figure out how many reviews you got to give us. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Make it happen. Make it's on it happen. iTunes. We do that. We only ask that. I know it's kind of annoying. We only ask that so that people, uh, 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 so that the Dungeons and Dragons podcast rises to the top, and we get more people finding out about about our hobby, about about gaming, and how awesome Dungeons and Dragons is. So you're only, you're only serving that master. <laughs> not uh, not anything crazy. So sorry to, if we sound like a shill too much. I like to say that sometimes because I do. We repeat it a lot. I know. Yeah, but, but I think it, you have to. It's important. Out. Yeah. Whatever. Do it. Do it right now. Just go. And then we can stop talking about
1: it. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like it's the NPR pledge drive.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> well, you can get a tote bag. <laughs> if you <Sorry>. just
1: <laughs> we'll give, you give us a review bag. and we won't we do this. We just need 13 more people to give us $15,000 each. And then we can end this pledge drive.
0: <laughs> and we can go right on to more. Um, what do they have on PBS now anymore? <laughs> This old house. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you guys. We're going to we're a little bit loopy wow. cuz we're sick and it's been 2 hours of talking for us. So, we're going to close it out right here. Yeah. We love you. We love you a lot. We'll see you next week.
1: Bye-bye. Bye bye. <sighs> bye.